0: this is holly and this is danielle (laughs) we're already off to a great start you're listening to spooky hour Welcome to episode nine, number nine.
1: We're coming to you, well, not live, but pre-recorded from the basement. Yeah, Dun-dun-dun. Holly's creepy. Yeah, sorry, I gave my my foot a charlie horse in this very second. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm dying. Um,
0: so we've mentioned the basement a couple times on the podcast. My basement is haunted, specifically
1: the back room in the basement. Guess where we're recording, you guys? So maybe we'll pick up something spooky and something creepy and my back is towards it and holly keeps looking in the corner and i'm freaking out
0: so i think i've told this story before but my parents have two little dogs and every time they're in the back room they both sit and growl at the one wall um and danielle's sitting here just now she goes which is like the most haunted area in the room and i pointed at the wall behind her and she's like what Yeah, no it's that one right there right behind you
1: (laughs) right behind my back yeah So, if anything happens, I'm going to shit myself. I think I
0: might just, like, gasp halfway through this just to scare her. I will literally shit myself.
1: (laughs) You'll have to get, um, your carpet cleaned. No, go on. (laughs) So, it's been a
0: a wild fucking week across the entire planet at this point.
1: Yeah, so thank you for tuning in, and you haven't died from the coronavirus, so. Yeah, shit's wild. Okay,
0: I I feel like I'm... Underreacting a little bit, but I don't think you need to like shoot each other in the grocery store for toilet paper right now.
1: No, there was like um, some guy pulled a gun
0: out in yeah, Toronto. Yeah, Toronto. fucking nuts,
1: man. Um,
0: there was, I, th- I want to say it was Georgia maybe, some guy like smashed a wine bottle and stabbed someone with it over toilet paper. Jesus. Like people, it's fine. Just keep clean you know isolate yourself if you feel the need oh we were just saying earlier so the whole thing about this virus is they don't want us in crowds they're canceling concerts i was supposed to go see august burns right in a couple weeks that's not happening um they've closed like the cn tower everything's being closed down they're like guys stay at a groups where's everybody at in a group at um loblaws <laughs> yeah in a giant group at the store
1: fighting for toilet paper so y'all enjoy your germs yeah we're gonna be introverts and record our podcast here yeah. <laughs> Uh my work decided that they love us and we have been sent home for three weeks so we, i freaking wish yeah, we all have well we all have the ability to work from home and that's why so uh starting monday so today was a shit show at work because like everyone's trying to figure out what the fuck they're gonna do yeah. for three weeks but yeah so we're no longer allowed at work anymore. that's insane
0: i'm really hoping i get that work from home email um yeah. I'm, if they send me to, like, work from home, I might open, like, a pay-what-you-can daycare for all the kids who are, like, stuck on that perpetual March break right now. All what was that work...
1: noise? The click?
0: Yeah. I don't know. What the fuck is that noise? I'm gonna cry.
1: There's already noise there. <laughs>
0: I really hope the mics are picking this up because something's clicking.
1: I'm actually so scared right now. It hasn't even been five minutes yet. We should have just recorded here the entire time. And also the lights are off back here
0: because this is what we do to ourselves. And this was Danielle's suggestion entirely. She's like, let's turn the light off and make
1: it extra spooky. As soon as I turned it off, she's like, I'm scared. <laughs> I, I regret this decision wholeheartedly. I really hope we caught that, we hope we caught that noise because that was weird. I hope so too. Yeah, I heard it.
0: So we're off to a great start. I'm scared. Yeah, I don't and, even know what we're talking we're about. We're starting with the ghost story this week, too.
1: Oh, we are. Yeah, we are. And, uh, we're um, talking it's... with
0: the coronavirus. Um, stay yeah. out of groups, don't go to the grocery store yeah. unless you have to.
1: And if you see elderly people out there and you are hoarding fucking toilet paper, give them give them some. Give them yeah. some hand sanitizer. I mean, these are the people that are most gonna Vulnerable, get. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the word Our the um
0: our neighbor, he's not like um like eighty elderly, but he's probably like late sixties, early seventies. Yeah. And he went out to the store, all they wanted was a fucking loaf of bread last night. Yeah. And it they came home three hours later no bread they didn't even make it out of the parking lot because the lineup in the parking lot had blocked them in and they were stuck in the parking lot for three hours that's nuts so he was like telling my mom my mom was backing out to go pick up my sister or something he's like if you're going to the store just like forget about it just stay here And my mom was like, oh, I'm not going, but thanks for the heads up. And she's like, did you get your bread? He's like, no, I didn't get my bread. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to get my neighbor some bread this weekend.
1: Yeah. Like, just be nice. And like my mom, she has no immune system. Yeah. And she has asthma and she has COPD and she has like no esophagus. Yeah. So, I mean. So, my little stance on it is there's people like Danielle's mom
0: um you know my neighbor my mom is fragile right now my mom just kicked cancer's butt but she's still on uh cancer pills and stuff so she's fragile like those people absolutely need to worry yeah the only reason i need to worry is because of my mom but if i didn't live with my mom
1: i wouldn't worry to be honest that's exactly it like if i get sick i know i'm gonna be okay but like i don't want to risk getting everybody sick. so wash your damn hands human beings yeah common sense had to get that out i know and also on a next topic, it's Friday the thirteenth. Oh yeah. Um Danielle
0: also mentioned earlier our very first episode was recorded on the last Friday the thirteenth. Was. That was hard to say for some reason. So it feels kinda very full circle tonight. I'm really enjoying it. It's kinda nice.
1: It's it's cute. It's romantic. I know. It's dark and it's ooh. This is gonna be good. We're gonna have to watch Friday the thirteenth now and get extra spooky. Yeah. I'm already terrified, so this room for you. <laughs> I hope we catch more, and I really, really hope we got that. I know, same. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I think we should uh, start our story so we can get the fuck out of this yeah, joint because I'm already terrified. We
0: we paused for a second just to like right. check our sound and make sure everything was kosher
1: because um last
0: week we did we're
1: having a little bit of issues with uh, echoes and we're trying yeah. to figure out if it's my computer or our mics. We don't know what's going on, so we're doing our best to fix it. We so bear with us if you noticed um no one said anything
0: so far yeah right? just yeah we apologize yeah but so um so... we played it back and um as we said there was like a clicking noise and it clicked in our feedback like on our uh on the laptop and then it clicked again behind me almost like it was like copying yeah the click so uh, like yeah. acknowledging
1: that it made this, a noise
0: this will be a real short episode yeah like, <laughs>
1: w- i want to get out already <laughs> this was your idea i entirely. know it was my idea <laughs> this is terrible i guess you're not gonna sleep here tonight because now you're gonna be too scared <sighs>
0: Yeah, I was going to sleep at my mom's tonight. Now I'm just going to go to Danielle's.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Regret this decision. We're going. Um, so yeah, we'll get into our little uh, paranormal story. Yeah. Um, so I am going to talk about Mall Dyer. Don't know it. Yeah, I, I figured you wouldn't. Yeah. But once Is that you're... a name? Yeah, Mall Dyer. Mall. Yep. Yeah, so Mall Dyer lived in a small little town in Maryland. Um, the town was called Leonard Town. Leonard? <laughs> yeah, it's still called Leonardtown. Town. That's funny. Um, so, it's located in the county seat of St. Mary's County and was con- wow. colonized in the late sa- 17th century. So, this area was pop- populated by a Native American tribe before the English settled there in the 1600s. And the town was actually called Seymour Town during the 17th century. Seymour Butts. Yeah, Seymour Butts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, it's called Leonardtown now, but back then it was Seymourtown. So, in the late 1600s, just on the outskirts of this small community, lived Moll Dyer. Um, apparently, she was an extremely quiet lady who lived by herself in a small cabin in the woods. According to goals. legend, right? <laughs> Literal goals. Um, so, according to this legend, Moll was an Irish nobleman. Wow. Nope. She's a lady. <laughs> Noble lady. I am sober. This is the worst part. <laughs> So, Maul was an Irish noblewoman who came to Maryland to escape a mysterious past, apparently. Oh. Yeah. And had settled into the small cabin in the woods. Um, and it's also said that she's a herbal heal- healer. She was okay. a herbal healer. Um, so, in case no one knows what a herbal healer she's an anti-vaxxer. is. anti-vaxxer? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's one way to put it. Yeah. Anti-vaxxer. <laughs> um, so, in case no one knows what a herbal healer is, it's just someone who uses plants and plant extracts to cure... Uh, cure human illnesses um so fun fact the who so the world health organization estimates that 80 percent of the world's population uses herbal medicine for some type of like primary health care yeah oh so, primary yeah oh i use it like if i have a cold
0: have you ever seen a like, commercial tea. where the guy's like uh in the office meeting room he's got like a vaporizer and yeah like, that's me when i have a cold i take like every natural supplement available and then maybe i'll buy a benadryl or
1: something but yeah. usually i do like an apple cider vinegar shot and like wait you just don't go out and hoard um because <laughs> i feel like that's what apparently i doing. need to every yeah. time i get a cold because we missed that memo yeah um so ball was an extremely um cool lady who liked plants and living in the woods because <laughs> i mean same um but her isolated way of living her mysterious past because apparently that's the town's business and being a herbal healer drew in some like serious suspicion mm-hmm. um with the town locals and they immediately just labeled her a witch as one should yeah just off the bat i mean i guess i'm a witch too because i also want to live in a cabin in the woods and yeah play with plants yeah exactly right and i hate people so yeah <laughs> so this brings us to the winter of 19 wow i put in 1967 That's not 1967 it's 1667 <laughs> <laughs> it was late it, it was it was a tough time Um, so during that winter, um, this winter was extremely harsh and food was hella scarce and apparently many people died. So I would assume it's from the influenza, but I'm just putting that one out there. Um, so the townsfolk decided to take upon themselves to try and kill Mal Dyer because they believed she had cursed their land and blamed all of their misfortune and hardships on her being a witch. Oh. Yeah. Even though this quiet little lady was giving them herbal medicine to try and help them. Aw, yeah, assholes.
0: I hope she kills them. Uh, I'm, No, I'm, oh. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. On this night, when they decided to. Do this. It was like the coldest night, and they decided to pick this time to uh, do this to her. Um, so a group of townsfolk went into the woods to her cabin and set it on fire. Oh. However, Moll actually escaped her cabin uh, during that altercation and ran into the woods. So she got out. Um, but the townsfolk are literally stupid and thought she died in the fire, <laughs> and they just left. So they didn't even know she escaped. So, they never saw her escape. Um, However, Maul was, like, exhausted and fucking cold and really had nowhere to go. Like, she kind of just, like, took off into the woods. So, a few days later, she was actually found by a a local boy who was looking for, like, lost sheep and cattle or something like that. And um, found her frozen to death. Aww. Yeah. So, she died anyway. Yeah. Um, So, the legend goes that Maul had found, like, this really large boulder in the woods and placed her hand on it and raised her other hand Um, to call down a curse upon the land and ensure crops um, were unable to grow and that thunderstorms would plague um, the residents Um, i hope it worked yeah oh it did kind of oh a little bit a little bit so they did they did end up getting like they were like even before she died they had issues with their crops and stuff like that um but yeah that's how that's how they found her and they found her dead frozen to death and that's that's the that's the rumor because this isn't like, like a this is a legend Oh, okay. There's no evidence. That oh, this so ever she happened. might not actually exist. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um. So, to this day. Again, it's just a legend. There's no actual like evidence behind this, um, but the town has done some things, I guess, to kind of honor her memory because they really like really fucked her up. <laughs> so today in Leonardtown, um, the supposed boulder that Mall was found at is currently sitting outside the old jail and courthouse. Oh, yeah. Why uh, all places? Right? <laughs> not in, like a beautiful garden or anything. And they have like a little plaque for it too, like a little sign that says <laughs> in front of the jail called, called the Mall Dyer Rock. <laughs> this poor lady, right? <laughs> um so locals claim that the rock is haunted and people have reported feeling extremely uncomfortable when around it and some get like really bad like aches and pains in their body kind of like they're freezing to death me when i wake up every morning yeah that's (laughs) because i'm reaching 30 (laughs) cut damn um so cameras malfunction around this rock like the usual like spooky spookiness um there is no confirmation that this rock is like the actual rock that mall dyer was found on obviously but i guess it gives a good story yeah um there is also a road named after her called mall dyer road Um, it's a heavy wooded area and it's split by a small creek um so there is a rumor that this road was close to where her cabin um was burnt down and the place her body was found because she wasn't found too far away from her cabin yeah um but people have reported that on extremely cold nights they have seen a woman with long white hair walking in the woods and accompanied by a white dog oh puppy yeah like a dire wolf because that's a fucking badass good for you girl <laughs> um so one report from a lady um she shared her experience at this place and she said she went into the woods to explore on like an extremely sunny day and while in the woods out of nowhere a huge thunderstorm started and she ended up having to like leave the woods because it was just so bad yeah. um as soon as she got out of the woods the thunderstorm stopped and disappeared she was like get the fuck, fuck out, out of my forest. Yeah, <laughs>
0: i love that i've been thinking this whole time so she may or may not exist but the town is dedicated
1: so much to her right? memory anyway <laughs> it's crazy but and there's also a run named Maldire run which is kind of like the like the creek mm. um and there's also reports of like thick fog and also seeing that lady in white there creepy yeah so they've done a lot to like honor her memory in a sort of weird way i feel like she would have had to exist if there's like streets and stuff named after her. right there's there's something there yeah and especially if like she cursed all your guys' land, then I mean, like they, they had no so no they, proof do, of why she if she was a witch or not. Do they still have trouble like growing crops and stuff? I don't know. Sure, I tried to look into it. I couldn't find anything oh. though. Yeah. Um. So if you've seen the Blair Witch Project, I uh, sure he have. Yeah. Um. Then it really seems like this movie is about Mall Dyer. So, if you haven't oh. seen, if you're, if you're listening and haven't seen the movie... That's so funny. Yeah. So, Danielle, uh, we Snapchatted
0: each other while we were working on our, um, like, our scripts. We don't work on our script together. We work on our script separate. And uh, she sent me... I forget it's Something about a witch. Yeah. And she said, can you guess what it is? And I was like, honestly, my first thought was the Blair Witch Project. And she said no. <laughs>
1: Lying you're Lyer welcome. From I am. I mean, if I told you, you'd be like, I, I know this. Um, so, if you haven't seen if you are listening and haven't seen this movie um it's about three film students who go to a small town in maryland uh to film a documentary about a local legend known as the blair witch um so these students yeah so these students went into the woods and were never seen again um but someone was like I, i forget what they're doing they're hiking or something but they found um their film equipment yeah so it's the it's the movie is the the students yeah. film so they found that they found their film and now they're just showing it and this is that's the Blair Witch Project so I it's a little quinky as dink. scary as everyone else thought it was it's scary when you watch it at your cottage by yourself probably in the yeah, pitch black it's like foresty vibes yeah yeah so mine is a little a little bit short this week um I wanted to do something about Friday the 13th and I looked it all up and like the meaning the actual meaning behind it but it has to do with religion and Jesus and the last supper and all that stuff it's and a lot to learn it's, too much it's not it's a lot to learn it's just not spooky um, Oh, I it's, mean Jesus they, is pretty spooky. Yeah, that too. It's basically like the last supper there was 13 people so now they are superstitious. Oh, that's, that's when stupid. like Jesus I, got I, like. That oh, crucif- was like cool. Yeah, no. Um so just to finish it off, there is no documented evidence that Maul Dyer um lived a life in Leonardtown. However, there is a documentation of a family of Dyers that lived close to the town in the 17th century and on record one of the family members was named Mary Dyer. So it is said that Mall was a n- known nickname for Mary back in those days. So it's possible she did actually exist.
0: Oh, I thought maybe like a daughter thing, but I didn't realize that M- Mall was a short form for, for, for Mary, <laughs> right? Huh? But yeah, I think she exists. I think so too. I think it's really cool that they like subtly hinted at that in the Blair Witch Project. I didn't. Yeah, yeah I like that.
1: But yeah, so there's like cool pictures of her like on the rock with her arm up and stuff. But like we'll post like the sh- there's evidence. That's of the street name. familiar now that you say it. The lady in white pretty much creepy creepy I'm positive. i hope she got her vengeance i hope she did too because that's fucking rude can you yeah. imagine if someone just being like you're dying because you're a witch and i don't have any proof well, that was
0: the whole salem witch trials I know. right they're like well if we burn you and you don't die then you're a witch that was about <laughs> that was about this die. time they
1: the lo- yeah. like the locals found about about the salem witch trial so it was in that era that was the dumbest thing ever. They're like, "You might be a witch, so we'll burn you just to see, just to make sure, because you then, never like, know." Because if they were a witch and they got out, then what? Like, I have no idea. Um, yeah. I guess it means it's my turn. It is your t- yeah. Sorry, guys. It was a it's a short one this week. I just want to get out of Holly's basement. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to run away from here.
0: Um, so far, no other sounds. No, so far we're doing okay. Yeah, why well, should mm-hmm. be a sound now that I said that? Oh, I will God. shit myself. And there's so many. So my mom has like a bunch of like junk from the 80s and 90s and stuff. Yeah, and there's so many like creepy little statue things back here
1: like there's a clown there's a, looking at me right now yeah there's do you see the cat face oh, fuck no that's terrifying what the hell <laughs> I sheila keep, i keep looking up at it every couple of minutes <laughs> sheila is what is that we're gonna
0: post some pictures of my basement <laughs> okay so today i probably um, like, shivers up my
1: spine myself out <laughs> this
0: is this isn't going well we shouldn't have done that right now it's um, i'm gonna talk about gwendolyn graham and katherine may wood who? um we're gonna call them gwen and kathy
1: okay
0: <laughs> um so originally i wanted to talk about serial killer couples in the sense of like a man and a woman but this one caught my attention because like female serial killer partners are like unheard, virtually of. unheard of yeah because yeah. female serial killers in general are hard to find and yeah. the fact that two of them paired up is like bonkers so are they actually like in are like a, yeah. a couple couple yeah, a... they okay okay um so usually, when two women are killing together on a team, it's sort of like an angel of mercy thing. Are you familiar with that term? I'm not. You are not. No. Maybe some listeners are not either. Um, so basically, be dumb with me. <laughs> basically, they're usually like nurses or doctors who work in a hospital and kill like sick patients. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So in their mind, they're doing them a favor, yeah. kind of thing. Um, so. A lot of people were comparing these two um, to Angels of Mercy because they did work in a hospital and the murders did take place in a hospital. But um, I think, I don't think they are. I think they have more of like a, like a male quote serial killer brain in that they were like acting out sexual frustrations. Um, They were like violent. They weren't mercy kills at all. They were like, they were acts of grossness. Like they were just
1: gross. Um, so just, just some backstory as to why I picked it. Um, I'm so I'm I don't want to say I'm intrigued, but I'm intrigued because I've never heard these people. They're nuts.
0: I was I literally just googled serial killer couples, and I had seen a few like straight couples. Yeah, I was like, yeah, they're interesting. They're interesting. and I started reading this, and I was like, what the fuck?
1: So we went with it. You're blowing <laughs> our mind every single week, and I, I appreciate have fun it. doing the
0: research. <laughs> um, so Kathy Wood had married Ken Wood in 1979 when she was just 17 years old and also pregnant. Um, because it was the 70s as and one she, does um later wood said that she like made like tricked him into knocking her up to get out of her abusive household but note she was diagnosed as a pathological narcissist so it's hard to tell whether or not the abuse actually took place yeah um so she had the baby um and kathy started to act strange and like she distanced herself she wouldn't try to bond with the baby she wouldn't touch it or play with it or anything like
1: no emotional connection yeah at all.
0: She started to, like, isolate herself inside of her home. She stopped doing the cleaning and stuff. Um, And then even, like, her appearance, she started to get messy. So, Ken, being the loving husband that he was, was like, why don't you get a job? You know? Get out of the house. Start to live a little bit. Try to, you know, fix your shit a little bit, woman. Yeah. Branch out. (laughs) Yeah. So in 1985, she got a job at the Alpine Manor Nursing Home. Uh, So when she started her job, she met a group of lesbians who worked there. Uh, They were like a really close-knit group of friends, but they welcomed her into their circle with open arms. Quote, Um, later though, they said that she was a manipulative and pathological liar who seemed to enjoy stirring up conflict. And, uh, Mm. once again, I write these scripts when I'm stoned and I wrote, we all have one of those in our circle. And I was like, well, we don't anymore. Not anymore. Goodbye. Shade. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I'm here for it. I am totally (laughs) here for it. So in September of 1986, she began an affair with one of the women. Her name was Gwen Graham. Uh she had recently moved to Michigan from Texas. Uh a little bit of background on her. She she genuinely endured a, a rough childhood. Uh she was raised on a farm in Texas by her parents who believed that holding children, quote, made them weak. So she went without any physical or emotional contact during her entire early development.
1: I feel like that would fuck a child up even more. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's that nature versus nurture yeah. thing.
0: Graham said that her father abused her both physically and sexually. This one is wishy washy because there was never any concrete proof. Mm-hmm. Um and she was also diagnosed with like a bunch of things that like she could be lying about it but given her history in general i would believe it
1: yeah
0: um she would start to burn herself a cigarette she cut herself um she was she was obviously very deeply disturbed yeah um one childhood incident that she spoke about that stood out to people um her dad made her brother kill her dog because it scared one of their horses and she was very upset so she dug the dog up took its teeth out and kept the teeth in a heart-shaped box
1: that whole story is fucked up yeah i could have just done the episode on that what the hell <laughs> um what is wrong with her what is wrong with her dad i think a lot of
0: what's wrong with her is her upbringing like oh, she, God, she yeah, yeah. Um, she was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder and other psychopathic features yeah i mean she ripped teeth out of a dead dog <laughs> I, yeah it, she was a sad little girl <laughs>
1: i don't think sad covers it
0: no she had a really fucked up childhood so there you could see similarities with the two in that uh they both have some sort of mental disorder yeah um they're both having trouble connecting with people they're uh quote psychopaths they or sociopaths whatever you want to call it but wood seems to be more of like a self-made one whereas gwen sort of was raised that way yeah that makes sense yeah um, so during their relationship, the couple experimented with rough sex, including strangulation. They were into some
1: kinky shit. Can you imagine <laughs> just like having sex with somebody and strangling them and they just pass out? You're just like, what, <laughs>
0: what do you do? God damn it. <laughs> um, people literally like kill each other doing that. That's nuts. Yeah. It's just be careful guys. Yeah. We're not kink shaming. Just be careful. Yeah. Just be safe. <laughs> so eventually I guess they got bored of the vanilla stuff and, uh, they started to talk about murder one night in bed uh Gwen yeah. said to Kathy that she had this urge to kill fe- people because she wanted to know how it feels like she said it would like relieve tension and stuff and allegedly just go
1: to like a boxing class or something like something normal
0: (laughs) i love my kickboxing that gets it out jeez um so the the discussions continued and they came up with a quote murder game okay uh the first plan was for them yeah normal (laughs) this is like my pillow talk every night (laughs) um the first plan was for them to take turns smothering their patients and they were originally going to go alphabetically through the list but they thought that was suspicious so do you know what they did that was allegedly not suspicious they picked patients whose last name spelled out murder.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. That makes, yeah. So like, they'll never at catch no. us.
0: Um, so Kathy was um, Gwen's supervisor. So no one like was suspicious that Kathy was constantly watching Gwen with the patients or anything. No one would think anything of it. So they decided to go through with it and start killing people. And the first couple people that they had tried to kill actually fought them off. Oh, so which they is, tried. Yeah, which is impressive because it's, a, it's a, an elderly... It's a senior's home, but for, like, Alzheimer's patients. Okay. So these people are all old and, like, in, in deteriorated states. But surprisingly, the first few targets fought back. Um, one woman actually filed a complaint, but they brushed it off as the patient being partially asleep and misremembering what was happening. I was going to say, how'd they get away with that? Because all the patients have Alzheimer's, right? They're like, oh, you're just making it up. Like Ah the perfect victim. Exactly. In January 1987, uh, Gwendolyn found a patient that did not fight back. Her name was Marguerite Chambers, the M for murder. Um, She was diagnosed with Alzheimer's 12 years prior and had been living at the Alpine Manor for five years um, when Gwen had decided to kill her. Um, She had a visit with her son that day for several hours and was exhausted, so she went to her room to bed. And that's when Gwen came in and smothered her with a towel, which Gwen admitted to in the trials, that's what she used to, to suffocate them, was like a towel. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was no, like, neck ligature marks. There was no obvious uh, signs of murder. Um, they just kind of looked like they died in their sleep. That's all messed up. Yeah. So in the upcoming months, they killed four more patients together. Um, Gwen allegedly did all the actual killing while Kathy watched. Um, allegedly, after the murders, they would then go have sex because they were so aroused by the murder uh really gross how old were they Ooh, i can't do math right now but i'm guessing like late 20s mid 30s okay. um uh, she was 17 when she married him did you hear that? yeah i did i thought you moved to the d- thing no okay it's fine oh
1: god i'm going home <laughs> that's it it's a short episode we're done yeah. <laughs> they killed people the end <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was me too but my foot was like down here and oh, this is the door
0: this is the door oh god no okay. my foot
1: was here fuck it's fine
0: so they killed all the people. <laughs> I can't even focus right now. Um, so as I said before, uh, so this is now five deaths and they went mostly unnoticed because again, it was a, an Alzheimer's home. Uh, the victims aged range from 65 to 92. Wow. So no one really thought anything of it. Um, uh, so they had gotten away with five murders so far. Um, after the five murders, uh, Gwen started seeing another nurse and her and Kathy broke up and it was Ooh. very dramatic um when they started dating Gwen moved back out to Texas and just up and left Kathy so after that Kathy met up with her ex-husband Ken from the beginning got a little bit tipsy and told Ken everything told him the whole story or at least her version of it I hope Ken did something well originally he didn't so this was in 1987 that this all happened and he was like eh she's drunk whatever she's just talking shit because she's mad at this girl for leaving her But then in 1988, it started to weigh on his conscience a little bit. It took him that long. Um, He found out that Gwen had gone to work at a neonatal unit, which is like babies. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I have to say something. Like, she's working with babies. This is weird um so on in october of 1988 he took the story to the police and they started an investigation eventually they exhumed two of the patients and uh were like looking for evidence of suffocation um i couldn't find what evidence they found but i guess they had found enough that it was yeah
1: strangulation
0: so um the police arrested them and would pretty much confess to everything okay um originally she said the whole thing was gwen's idea she was too afraid to stop her um but the investigators just decided to charge them both with murder good <laughs> um interestingly enough after they were both convicted um this is where it starts to get a little bit weird so kathy supposedly told fellow inmates that she did all of the killings and then framed gwen for revenge for leaving her but then later she told the inmates that the entire story was made up and they didn't actually kill anybody and so what? she's like she's telling everybody a different story but she's a chronic liar right exactly but so is Gwen yeah so it's a very very weird story who the fuck do you believe (laughs) no one at this point they both undid it yeah (laughs) so Wood agreed to a plea bargain in exchange for her testimony against Graham who she characterized as like the mastermind and the perpetrator um Gwen meanwhile said you know the other way around Kathy's started the whole thing this was her idea she manipulated me into being an accomplice um which would fit her narcissistic personality if you think about it yeah yeah Um, in the end, Graham was convicted with five counts of murder and sentenced to five life sentences without the possibility of parole, while Wood pleaded guilty to second degree murder and was sentenced to 40 years in prison. She was released in prison in 2019 and now resides in South Carolina. (gasps) Yeah, a lot of people. So she, interestingly enough, she was eligible for parole in, I think, 2015. And there was something to do with her trial where they were like, um, we'll let you out for the trial, but then you have to like come to court, blah, blah, blah. She's like, no, I'll just wait in prison i'll just wait here the extra year it's not a big deal (laughs) she's like it's fine (laughs) it's just another year
1: yeah i get free food here it's okay um
0: so gwen is still (laughs) yeah right (sighs) we were talking about that the other day like is prison really that bad like yeah it's kind of shitty but three meals a day you get a gym you get free school like um so yeah she lives somewhere in south carolina where as gwen is still in prison in michigan because she's serving five consecutive life sentences okay she ain't getting out in 1992 an author named lowell caulfield Uh, wrote a book called forever in five days which presents the theory that kathy was a manipulative psychopath who manipulated everybody from gwen to the prosecutors to the jury and she was the mastermind behind 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 the whole thing (laughs) in the book he presents evidence that would plan the murders after discovering graham with another woman so not the woman that she went to date like she caught her cheating on her and was like i'm gonna make her kill people now yeah really weird um did they
1: end up like murdering like out the whole murder? no they only got five and then they broke up okay (laughs) sad that will do that to you man
0: (laughs) so allegedly um she saw her cheating on her and uh used her as a pawn in her little murder game as like an insurance policy so she thought that if she if they killed people together she would never leave her but then she left her anyways and um she was so like hurt and like taken aback that she would even do that, that she just threw herself under the bus too so that they both went to jail. Yeah. Because she'd rather, like, them both be miserable than Gwen just go, go off, off and be with... happy. Yeah. But I did see a quote from another blog. This blog it was written by Hadina James, and I took pretty much the entire thing. That's why I'm mentioning the name. Um, so he or she, I don't know what the name Hadina is, says, quote, Uh, Now, using the idea that all serial killers are psychopaths, there are some behaviors that strongly suggest they, who Kathy and Gwen, are psychopaths. These are much stronger in Gwen's favors than Kathy's. Remember, I started by saying uh, Gwen accused her father of sexual abuse, but there was never any evidence, and he denied it until he died. That wasn't a one-time thing. There was repetitive accusations as she got older, and that's how they sort of diagnosed her with psychopathy. So this part gets a little bit wishy-washy. I'm not great with, like, big words. Um, (laughs) So sexually abused children commonly develop some sort of personality disorder, but it is also sadly very common for people with psychopathy to make false accusations of childhood abuse or even rape as they get older. So... You have no idea which one it yeah, is. Yeah. Basically what I'm getting at is, is she psychotic and therefore accusing everybody, or is she psychotic because it actually happened? happened. So very weird thing going on You're just here. You're never going to know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, he says it's a manipulation and control technique. Um, They use it to control the situations around them. They're like, well, if you do this, I'll just tell them you raped me or whatever, kind of thing. Um, Furthermore, the fact that Graham and Wood had not even dated for a full year before Graham admitted having. Uh, fantasies of murder could be an indication that Graham's homicidal urges were getting harder to ignore. Uh, it is also of interest to note that Kathy Wood had similar responses to Gwendolyn Graham as female partners of serial killers. So, um, what he's saying is typically in a male-female serial killer relationship, the male is the one who wants to do the killing. Yeah. And the female just wants to please the male. Yeah. She doesn't necessarily want to kill. She just either, you know, doesn't want to get in trouble or she just wants to please her man. Kind of like so, Carla
1: Homoka and exactly, Paul Bernardo. Exactly. He actually
0: used that as an example, but I took it out because it was, this was like six pages long. You guys, had to cut it down. (laughs) Um, So basically he's saying that Kathy was the submissive one, whereas Gwen was the the raging murder one. So the opposite theory of the last book. Um, Like polar opposite. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So he's calling Kathy submissive, um, wanting to cater to the ego of their partner, and lashing out after the relationship had ended. So yeah, like I said, he basically thinks the opposite. He thinks Gwen was the one responsible and Kathy was just her willing partner. I honestly don't have any idea what to believe in this case. They're both really deranged and they're both proven to be pathological liars. So really, like you don't know what could happen you don't know who's lying you don't know who's what the truth is you just know that five poor women are dead at this point yeah um my best guess is that they both planned it together and they executed it together and then as a the relationship dwindled wood was just trying to like Wood kathy i don't know why i always go with the last name
1: <laughs> i feel like
0: I, they do that in forensic files or something and i just feel like i'm on forensic they files they are solving cases so uh kathy was basically just trying to cover her own ass yeah. after they got caught so that's that's my theory i think they were both in on it
1: and then at the end they were both like no she did it no she did it and especially with being like liars yeah like it's they get caught in their own lies too so they'll just lie more yeah and lie exactly. more and lie more and then you're just like what the fuck
0: so this this case is kind of neat in that we know they did it we know how they did it we know sort of why they did it but we don't know exactly how it happened yeah if that makes sense
1: we don't know the full, and you'll never know the full story exactly how can you, believe
0: you will literally never know you'll have to like have a Ouija board and ask one of the victims, hello, yeah. what happened? <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Someone tell me the truth here. We're
1: really sorry you got suffocated by some psychos, but we need to know.
0: I want to know. But yeah, that's it. Um, so like I said, Kathy's out in the real world now as of last year, and Gwen's going to spend the rest of her life in jail.
1: That's fucking nuts. But yeah, this episode was kind of a... It I'm was, never it's recording short... down here again. I'm, I'm shitting myself. Like, Within I'm...
0: seconds, stuff was happening.
1: We were recording for literally three minutes. And there was bang oh my god okay, i just, just did, did it again. again oh my god i'm done holly I, we're burning this house down <laughs> what okay. the fuck follow us on instagram
0: and <laughs> shit i want to go i was gonna say i'm gonna go home oh you are home this is my home. this is your <laughs> home you're <laughs> stuck it.
1: here um but yeah so thanks for uh tuning in on this uh, i guess while well, you guys listen to it it'll be a monday but um it's friday the 13th now so happy yeah, friday the 13th spooky i had the best drive into work i mean it was so foggy and so I'm rainy so jealous i was not living my best life except i missed my turn because i couldn't see anything <laughs> it's almost like fall it's almost. almost and then it gets hot again and then it's gross it's like i hate summer same i just want fall all I the know. time why can't it be permanent fall perma fall and then like a week of christmas and like a week of summer so i can ride my bike and i'll give you it. a week of christmas
0: because i love you but but really, I two like, weeks. without two okay, weeks. Okay, only because it's your birthday, too. So, a week for your birthday and a week for Christmas. Okay, cool. Thank you. I hate you. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, you don't. Uh, all right. Thanks for listening, guys. We're going to yeah. go cry in a corner somewhere. Yep. Yeah. You can uh, come cry with us on our uh, social media. You can follow us on Instagram at a Spooky Hour Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Spooky Hour. Or you can email us your crazy ass spooky ass stories at Nope at the <laughs> yeah Spooky Hour Podcast six 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 at gmail.com. and we actually got a, a couple of them today yeah okay. um, I I yeah I may have
0: posted in a group asking for them mm. but I, we got some good ones yeah um there's one where a woman lived in a haunted
1: house for two years so we're gonna indulge yeah i'm excited to share some of these we're gonna get uh, that episode up and running hopefully probably maybe within the next month or two we yeah, gotta we'll figure out
0: we have to figure out how to structure it and everything yeah. this is like a totally different style of episode for us yeah
1: we'll see we'll figure it out and we'll we'll make it work we'll uh we'll, we'll give you guys some good stuff some stuff <laughs> and until then Stay spooky. Stay spooky, and I'm gonna go get the fuck out of Holly's haunted basement. Beast. Did you just hear that? It was did it <laughs> no, again. No. God, God.